Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have this Natalie Guzman, founder of NG Marketing Group, who specialize in website creation, summit organization, and course development. And Natalie also launched Nadora Org, an all-in-one software platform designed to help users to build websites, manage emails, automate processes, and so, so much more. Sounds awesome. Love that. Natalie, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. Ah, so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on where are you today with your business or rather businesses and who is it that you love to work with? Yeah, sure. So in 2015, I started my first company, which was a VA agency called NG Virtual Assistant. Um, I, uh, about five years after that, I started a marketing agency, which is NG Marketing Group. I'm very original on the name. (laughs) And then um, I took my love for tech and software and helping entrepreneurs build these amazing websites and courses. And I opened Nador.org. So it basically takes community and software and kind of puts it all together. So we're like, we're a networking group or a membership directory. Plus we're a website um, software company where you can build websites, automations, emails, and such like that. Lovely. And, and who, who is this for? Who are the people that you love to, to serve? Because there's there's, it looks like there's a, there's a beautiful sort of evolution in these businesses. Yeah, so we absolutely love serving, you know, entrepreneurs that are about in the seven-figure range and um, service industries. And um, we've helped everyone from like tree industry to veterinarians to doctors um, to business coaches. It has been absolutely insane and such a joy to work with people in all these different industries. Fantastic. So with with this evolution, so from the VA services through to marketing, through to this all-in-one system that helps them so many different angles what was that like as you kind of found your way working sort of through this or actually let's flip that around let's look at the clients look at them what were the challenges what were they saying what helped you to to evolve because it sounds like you must have been sort of listening to what what do they want as well as what do I want to do right yeah, that was the whole basis for each of my businesses. So with the VA agency, I had so many people ask me, I need help with my website. I need help with my automations. I need help with my email marketing. And so I kind of adapted to be this chameleon and do every single role by myself. And then eventually I started training my staff how to do that. And I was very, very good at it. That was able to help a lot of people really, really quickly. We actually hit six figures in just three months. Had hired two people within 30 days. It was absolutely insane. 
And so, but when we just kept doing so much marketing stuff and I got really, really good at it, I was like, you know what, we're going to open a marketing agency. Mm. And that took off and hit six figures in three months. And so it was really, really cool to see. And I was like, man, I'm really good at this. And then I'm, we worked um, with a client that had, um, you know, was using a software that was really similar to, you know, what we have now. And I was like, man, we could do this. We could do it possibly better than that company um, Mm -hmm. and provide the support and the network and really be there for our clients in a way this company wasn't doing. And so um, we opened Nadora.org and we've been doing just that now. Fantastic. So, so what was it that made you decide that, Hey, yeah, I want to do this entrepreneurial stuff. I'm going to go all in. What, what what was it that gave you that, that moment of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. It's actually a crazy story. Um, So I was one of those accidental entrepreneurs that you love to talk about. Um, In 2015, I, after multiple miscarriages, I was pregnant. My first um, third trimester baby. I was so, so excited. Um, we hadn't really told anyone because when we found out late and two, um, I was scared, you know, that I was going to lose another. So we, I told my job and my job told me I had two days to give birth and then I would have to go back to work on the third day. And, um, especially cause I was a very high risk pregnancy. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So I quit right there on the spot. And I started, um, my VA agency while I was in labor, just by doing a Google search and figuring out how I can make money from home. And it just took off. It was absolutely yeah. insane. Unbelievable. Number one, is that even legal? That sounds ridiculous to have that kind of demand on, on someone. I know the American system is very different from the, from the British system, but still come on. Right. I'm pretty sure it's borderline illegal because they didn't fire me, but they told me I had two days to get birth to get back to work. So I think it was more of a threat on their part. So mm. I never, I, I was, you know, I was a brand new mom and I decided to put my focus on elsewhere instead of going the legal route. Well, that's fair enough. Number one, look at what they lost. Look at who you are and what you're building. That's incredible. And, but, and then look at the flip side. So you didn't want to go back to work. So what you actually did was you worked. I know it's slightly different, but it's like, okay, but you, you took it and maybe did it in your way so that you felt comfortable, healthy, find the right way. So what was it that made you land on the VA work? What was it that was your first step? Or was it, it was natural, it was easy, and it was right there? It was along the same lines of work that I'd done before. I've helped multiple companies with administrative side processes, Mm. systems, things like that, project management. And um, so it was that was the first thing that stood out. The second thing was that I could make my own schedule. So as a new mom, that was, you know, you need to make your own schedule um, because there was going to be so many demands in this new life for me. You've got a new boss, right? Yeah. And that was the thing. I didn't want to give anyone that control over me again. And I never wanted to be a boss like that company, which by the way, Mark, that company is now bankrupt. So they, they are closed, they're bankrupt and now it makes sense. So well, karma, whatever. We don't get down that route. Yeah. But, oh my gosh. I think these, we, we all have stories. I mean, crumbs, I've got a story of this, this boss who was, ooh, I won't go into it, but oh my gosh, it was ridiculous what he put other people and myself through at that time. And I was, I was young. I was still starting out. I love these stories because it, yes, it's a bad experience, but it shows us this is how I don't want to be. 
This is who I don't want to show up as. This is how I don't want to act. I think that is as good as seeing someone amazing and what you should do. So I guess that helps to sort of mold you and craft you into the person, the the entrepreneur and the employer, the CEO that you, you know you want to be. Yeah. And I've raised my team that way too. Like I've, I'm a very different type of boss. We don't have set hours. We have set amount of work that has to get done, but they can do it at night. They can do it in the morning. They can do it whenever suits them. And it has turned into this amazing team. And I think one of the best parts about our company. Ah, love that. Beautiful. So what, what's it like for you? Cause that's, that's a shift. That's a shift. I mean, you went through another transitions at the same time from being an employee to becoming a mom and dealing with your, your own health and being a business owner. So roll those all into one. Oh my gosh. What, what was it like as you, you know, from the, the business side, got into that, that mindset of being an entrepreneur, got into mindset of working for yourself. What, what was that like? And what challenges did you come across that you were like, yeah, I never saw this coming. I think um, it's kind of funny because it was actually in both roles as my mom and as a new um, entrepreneur and CEO was delegating because you need to ask for help when you're a new mom and you have to delegate, you know, um, your husband usually doesn't know what the heck to do and how to help you. So you have to tell them. And it was kind of the same way with my employees, you know, I had these brand new employees and I had to tell them what to do, how to do it. I had to create processes at home and routines at home and same with my business. So they actually went perfectly well together. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was just amazing how in sync they were. Yeah. I mean, yes, there's a lot of work involved. Yes, there's a lot of stress, a lot of a lot of hormones. Oh my gosh, there's a crazy time. But doing these two things together, it sounds like it's like it's logical. It actually they complement each other. And maybe that allowed you to get out of your own way from an ego perspective or or overthinking. And I love just sort of tying these sort of anchor points we discussed earlier as you grow through your your business and you listen to your clients and people. What do they want? What do they want? And then you fulfilled it beautiful as a starting point it sounds like you were forced to have people around you ask you what do you want what do you need what do you need from a from a husband's perspective and also i guess clients and and employees so was it you were brought into this and there was almost like there's no plan b and i've got no other way of doing it i have to just surrender and allow was was that almost the special source Yeah, I think it was just like, it didn't stop. You know, it was one thing after another, whether it be business or motherhood. And I think it just got me to the point where I'm handed these decisions. I have to make a decision. I have to figure out if I'm delegating, am I keeping the task or am I changing it? And I had to make those very quickly with little to no time where I had no time to think. I had no time for ego. So um, I definitely think that was one of the things that made my business grow so fast and work so well, because a lot of it was my gut. I trusted my gut. And so I kind of went with gut instincts because I was a brand new entrepreneur. I didn't know how to run a business. I had actually never been a supervisor or a manager at any of my previous jobs. I was only 25 years old. And so um, it was just kind of crazy. Like I was just kind of handed this situation and I just went for it. Nice. Love that. And you had no no bad habits, which I think is a beautiful thing. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you haven't seen, you've not been in the trenches. You haven't seen too much. So you know how hard it could be. This is, that's a beautiful example um, of someone who, who goes into these courses, these trainings, this marketing launches business, and they don't know how hard it really should be. So it's easy for them. It's crazy how that's that mindset shift and that awareness can make such a difference in what we see, the opportunities we have, the things that we do. 
So you're in kind of in that boat, right? Yeah. And it's the best part about it is, you know, as a virtual assistant, I was helping other people run their businesses. So I got to see how they run their businesses. I got to take what I like about how they run their businesses and apply it mm. to mine. So I really got like a backhand look or they would have advice from their coach. I got that secondhand advice or I'd work with business coaches. I would get yeah. that advice for free because I was working on editing their videos. So I just really kept open-minded about yeah. everyone else's process and just pick and chose what worked for me. Oh my gosh, those resources that you had. You're sneaky. I like you. That's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, you you can learn all these things. Um, it's oh, it's fantastic what what we can see when we open our eyes and see the opportunities, what's around us. And so, okay, so you're, it sounds like it was more by luck than judgment, but in hindsight, actually, you know, you, you, you kind of knew what you're doing. You were being guided through this whole sort of process. So how have you, how have you evolved? We know how your business have evolved and the offerings that you do and, and the, 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 the wealth of services, but how have you changed from that person who was like, yep, okay, I'm quitting, I'm doing this. And then it ramps up to someone more considered, someone who is juggling all these different businesses, you must have changed an awful lot, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> so I went from, you know, I'm a former foster kid. So I, I didn't have a lot of support or able to have the role models and see, you know, what to do, what not to do. And mm. sometimes I do things a little differently. My husband's like, that's not how we always do it. But so I was very insecure, you know, when I first became a mom and a new, a new business owner, but as mm. I've been able to delegate and really learn my role as an entrepreneur, I'm a lot more confident. I'm a, um, able to be a better mother because of it. I'm able to communicate. I think communication mm. has been my biggest thing because I have a husband that does not talk a lot. He's a very quiet, thoughtful guy. And that's just how he is. And that's hundred percent. Okay. I had to learn how to communicate with that mm. and learn how he learns. And I've kind of taken that and done that with my clients. So if they're, if they talk a lot or maybe they go on, on rampages and they talk about all these different things, I have to, you know, kind of guide them back in. Or if they don't talk a lot, I have to kind of ask the right questions to really understand what they're trying to say and trying to communicate. Mm. So it's kind of, helps me to be this chameleon where I can just really communicate with people really, really well, understand what their needs are and then bring that to life. Yeah. Okay. So with, with that, with yourself, it's being able to see other people, understand where they are, what their, what their love language is, how they conduct themselves. All these things come into play. Yeah. I think that's, that's an important point. Where, where are you, where are they and how can you communicate effectively? So with this, what, what's been maybe the, What's been your the weakness that you had or the things you had to actually work on that was like this this didn't come easy and you you knew how to continue to work at it or work around it? What what was that? Yeah. So something I always will continue doing and revamping is working with my team and making sure that they're doing the work as I would. This is uh, something I'm actually starting to become an expert on because I've done so much research, but it's something I still struggle with every day. And um, so it was just like, you know, teaching my employees that they love the company so much. Mm. My company is a living, growing thing. It's not me. It's this overall thing. And it's expanded, um, which is why Nador is the first company I didn't really name after myself. <laughs> so because it, I want it to be this living, breathing thing. Um, 
And so teaching my employees that when they make a mistake, it's not the end of the world or, you know, teaching them, you know, how to make less mistakes or how to project manage um, Mm. and having them communicate with clients and teaching them everything I know. I think that'll be one of the things I always continuously try to work on because they're really the face of my company. They're the ones, Mm -hmm. the doers that I really appreciate. And I don't think I was ever appreciated as a doer. So I try to always make sure that I'm really, you know, there for them 100%. Nice. So there's like a, a blessing and a curse there from what you've seen. And you've got to, I want to be doing this. I guess that, do you find you sort of maybe overcompensate sometimes and try and swing back in, have to sort of catch yourself like, uh-oh, I'm not doing it for the right reasons or I'm over, I'm, I'm hitting that sort of maybe people pleasing, need to make sure they're okay. Does that sort of come into play? Oh yeah. I was a huge people pleaser. That's another thing that I had to learn how not to be. It was a, it was a yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Um, so that was one of my, it's still one of my biggest struggles, but also like that, that takes a lot to go away. So you still have these traits mm -hmm. that you find yourself. Is it, do you find yourself on a sort of autopilot that's a correct stuff? Okay. Oh, hold on. Hello. Is that what goes on? Yeah, I think I always have to recorrect myself. And so what I start doing is when someone asks me for something, I have to give myself at least like six hours to think about it or talk to my husband because he's like, he's my confidant. So sometimes, you know, he's very level-headed. He's actually a warden of a prison. So that tells you on the leadership scale, he's top Mm. tier. And so just to talk to him, just get his second thoughts on it or another person in business that I respect and trust. And um, it's just been... It's just, I really have to catch myself because, you know, as I said, former foster kid, all I want to do was please everyone around me. And I didn't want to cause any trouble. I didn't want to get moved from home to home. So I became a people pleaser and people loved me, respected me for it. Through your childhood, through need, want, desire, trauma, maybe a little T, there's so much that gets wrapped into that. And that, that might be your... I say a couple of times, it's the, your, your sword, your double-edged sword, your big six-foot scythe that is your, your weapon of choice. It's, this is the amazing thing, but it can't be used in every scenario. It's too big and clunky for some things, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely caused mistakes in my business. Like, yeah. I know we had a situation where we made a couple of mistakes and I really wanted to please the client. And so I actually overcompensated instead of doing like the simple solution, I went out of my way to make their experience better. But when they purchased another thing from us, I did the same thing instead of just, you know, stopping that uh, Mm. cycle. So it's definitely something that I'm continuously having to work on. Yeah. Nice. So with, with your businesses now, so obviously there's been the, the, the three major iterations, this new one, it's a little bit different. There's a little bit more to it. So what's it like for you as you as you change how you work with people, what it is that you're offering, uh, the people that you're working with? All of this is kind of morphing and changing. So what's that like for you? Yeah, so I went from owning two agencies to now having a software company. It's a whole nother target market. It's a whole nother type of people. I went from basically helping people six figures and unders to now helping seven figure entrepreneurs that are already established. And mm-hmm. that's been really hard for my mind to get around. It's been hard with everything. You know, I always create a social media plan, email marketing plan whenever I'm first doing a business. Those are my two, you know, my two things because they lead into the lead generation and nurturing. Yeah, And so that's, those two are really important to me. So I want to talk to the right audience and I feel stuck. 
I'm like, how do I talk to these people that are more established than me? How do I do it? Well, let's get your sword out to start with. I mean, you're a chameleon. You, you're, so you, it's through experience. Yeah. There it is. Maybe it's through experience that you need to learn and digest and understand this. But getting that experience, you want to have a good experience. So you've got, maybe there's a learning curve. Do you like learning curves? Do you like making mistakes and working way through that? Or is it like, I hate that? I, I love it. I, that's why I always tell my team. I'm like, never, never be scared of making a mistake because you're going to learn from it. You're not going to do it again. And you're going to create a system to prevent it. Like I said, mm. systems and processes are my thing. And so making a mistakes, you would not have a system or process without making mistakes. Yeah. Okay. So you're okay with working through that and getting information as you evolve, as you change. So what is it? What is it that's so tough about, is it a new angle? Is it that this is, you, you said it, you said, oh, you said the dreaded words about two minutes ago. It's my, it, it's my baby. It's this, it's a new thing that you, it's not just your name. It's not the name iteration, N G yeah. software, whatever it might be. It's okay. You created something else, something organic, something bigger. Yeah. There is a, there's a flavor to that. There's a little bit of weight to that from all the right reasons. But do, do you feel that? Do you see that? Is yeah. And it's the first one that I wasn't really thrown into either. I didn't already have clients before I started the business. Yeah. Um. So I definitely feel the weight. And also because so many people, a lot of my staff are really excited about this. And I've talked about my love for my staff already. And, you know, that's a lot of weight and responsibility is like, they were so excited about this. And I'm like, okay, so I have to make it work. I have to do this. Yeah. Um, but I have to create the steps. It's not just thrown into my lap. And there's a lot more different aspects to it than the agencies, the agency model. I, I know that I love that. I've learned it over the last eight years. Mm. I don't know anything about running a software company and I, it hasn't been thrown in my lap. So yeah. I now am not the accidental entrepreneur. I have now turned into this, you know, the, the one that actually plans it out and creates a plan and thinks about it. And I think mm. it's a whole nother uh, line for me. Yeah. You get to be the considered CEO now, personally, yeah. actually has to pause and really think about things where speed has always been your, one of your superpowers truly has. So with, with this, do you find it's okay? There's that pressure. So the pressure is you love your team. Oh my God, you love your business. You love your team. I need to work for them. They're excited. I, I can't let them down. Is it because there's a kind of a, with fear, it's always like a choose your own adventure. Is it the fear of, fear of success or is it the fear of failure? Which one sort of do you find yourself on that path of? I think fear of failure because I've had two successful businesses and this one's not going as fast as those two. So now I'm like, oh, I, I there is an opportunity to fail. And that's the first mm -hmm. time I've really been um, confronted with that yeah. situation. Nice. What excites you the most about this, about this new journey? I love that it takes my marketing agency, my VA agency, and my love for tech and software and it puts it all in one system. Mm -hmm. So people will be able to not only like build their websites and do all the fun things that comes to building your online business, but they can also have the support of a marketing agency and they can have support of virtual assistants. And so yeah. it takes all my knowledge, all my love, whereas the marketing agency VV agency, I always felt I was in a tug of war, mm. but this now I feel like it's a full circle and I get to do it on a platform that I love. 
nice. So this is this is your life's work. This is yeah. the accumulation of everything that you are and everything that you've done. I love that. Yeah, Beautiful. it came out really good. And I absolutely love it. I'm having a blast with it. I'm learning new things every day and um, just trying to share that love with others and communicate that love for the platform is something that um, I've been working on. And of course, managing yourself through this process, because, oh my gosh, aren't we the ones that we put last? Yeah, <laughs> all the time. You know, I think, especially, you know, we talk about my journey about motherhood and entrepreneur. I was <sighs> like, what other two positions that you put yourself last in every scenario? <laughs> oh, fantastic. Love that. Hey, Natalie, thank you so much for being on the show, sharing you know, what it is you do and, and behind the scenes of you as, as the business owner and your journey that you've been on. It's been fascinating. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show, Mark. I've had an amazing time. You're so, so welcome. And if people want to find out more about you and the work you do, where can they find you? You can find all of my work on itsnatalieguzman.com or you can go to nadora.org and we even have a special offer for you guys, a 14-day free trial of the program. So Sweet. Everyone, go check that out. It sounds fantastic. And Natalie, thanks again. This has been so much fun. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I had a blast. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.